Welcome to the Level Up Lifestyle Podcast from Globe Life Liberty National, where your story meets your success for the lifestyle you've always wanted. We're so glad you're here. We've invited our top performers to share their story and journey to success. So let's check out today's conversation. Mike sits down with agency owner Keith Mitchell. Keith walks us through his journey growing up the son of a Liberty National agent. From the times where his family moved unexpectedly. You know, my dad said, we're moving. And I thought, oh my Lord, we're moving again. To eventually learning that following in his father's footsteps wouldn't be so easy. And I said, Dad, I said, how about you giving me a job up there at Liberty National? He said, how about you call me Friday at 10 o'clock and uh, we'll set up an interview. And how the adoption of a growth mindset was able to transform Keith's life. This was now something that I totally enjoyed the most in my career is developing people. All of this coming up next on The Level Up Lifestyle. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Level Up Lifestyle podcast. So excited that you are here with us today. We have another great guest on set here in the Globe Life Studios in McKinney, Texas. Keith Mitchell, welcome. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You you are a titan of an agency owner at Globe Life Liberty National Division. Um, I think just to kind of set this up for the listeners, you know, let's talk about just your your accomplishments. You you've promoted a ton of people out of your agency, which I think is is a key. I want to start there because that's that's so much so speaking of your success, right? And what you do in your organization. You promoted four people to the agency owner position. That's right. That's right. Um we've taken four people from your agency <laughs> to the home office. Yeah. And and put them in in positions um, on top of that, you know, last year you wrote over five million dollars in in net premium. This year you're going to be over seven million. Uh, for people that are trying to get a, a a frame of reference of what does that mean, that puts you in what the top three, top two, uh, three, top three, yeah, agency owners out of fifty seven, yes, in a hundred and twenty three year old company, yes, sir. You're doing it right. Thank you. I appreciate that. You got some success. Thank you. I so, appreciate that. Well, appreciate you. So. You know, what we talked about here in, in all season on, on the Level Up Lifestyle is it's getting to know people that we see in these successful times in their life. You know, they're experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, these great victories, but your life was not always that way. You had to go through things. You had to right. go through challenges. No doubt. You had to overcome obstacles. And sometimes we see the person for who they are today and we forget about who they were Yes. Years ago. That's right. And that's what we want to do here is, is get okay. to know who is Keith Mitchell. You've been with the company for 40, 40 years. 40 years. Yes. So who who is Keith Mitchell 41 years ago and, <laughs> and beyond? That's that's what I really want to get into and just talk about it. So so I mean, I think first of all, Keith, if we just go to the beginning, you're a you're a company guy, right? Your yeah, your yeah, dad I, I was, was in actually, the business. Yeah. I was what, actually born in the company. What, was your grandfather in the business as well? No, my son's in the business. Your son's in the business. So you got three, three generations. Three now. generations now, yeah. When did your dad start with Liberty? <laughs> well, he had um I know he had thirty one years. So and I was born in sixty one, so I would say somewhere around sixty one. When he started, is when he started okay. with the company, and uh, he started off in Birmingham. Okay, as an agent, and um, so I didn't really, you know, obviously I didn't know really realize what he was doing, but he yeah. went to work somewhere every day. Yeah, how much of, of Liberty were you aware of as a child growing up? I mean, did I you- would say probably up until I got about um, ten years old and started asking a little questions about, you know, what he done, and 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 I knew that that. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying that we were rich or anything, but mm-hmm. I knew that we were making a good income and two brothers and we were living in a nice house and things were, you know, okay. But I, I really didn't, till 10, 11, and 12 is when I really started noticing. I guess the biggest eye-opener, Mike, was was probably when I was 13. Okay. So when I was 13, the way the company was run back then, you were called district managers, okay? And he was a district manager in, in Midfield, Alabama. And, okay. um I guess he got a call. I know now that he got a call that they were giving him a uh, bigger um, district. So you had to move. Back then, they, they liked to move you out. No, it was actually his, his first – he was an agency director 
okay. in uh, midfield. And then he got his first office was Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. So you had so, a move. Yeah. That's, so all of a sudden, this Mayflower truck pulls up in front of our house, and I'm 13 years old, and I'm thinking the world has just ended. Friends, everything. Everything. All, all yeah. my you yeah. know, baseball, all of my friends, everything. Where is Chattanooga? Is that where the lookout mountain things are? I see the signs. I don't know. Yeah. Where are we going? What? Yeah. Why are we going? Yeah. And that was pretty tough. And it, I laugh about it now, but at 12 years old, that was pretty tough. So, yeah, that's when I really figured out what he was doing. And, uh, you know, of course, we went to the office and I said, okay, well, this, he's going to run this office right here and starting over and getting in another school. I think athletics helped me a lot. That's big, it was big in my life. And when you when you're trying to blend into a, a brand new high school like that and you know seventh eighth ninth grade mm-hmm. it was um it was pretty it was pretty tough from on on the three but it was worth it and uh, we were explained real quickly that it was worth it and we knew that that uh the way he explained it if i'm going to keep growing in this company i'm gonna have to move so that's how that got going so really 13 years old i would say i, I finally realized that he was in the insurance business and and how long were you in chattanooga we stayed. Uh, I remember. I can go by uh, years of uh, high school yeah, in middle right. school. That's the way I keep up with. So I went to the seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. So, so you he started stayed. high school. Yeah, yeah. I, my freshman year. Yeah, and then you know you get three years under your belt. Okay. You're 15 years old. Now you got friends again. Oh, yeah. Back on baseball, back on everything's back. Life's playing good. Spoil. Let's great. Love Chattanooga. Love Chattanooga. Yeah. Awesome. You'd be a volunteers fan maybe later on in life. Uh, or, that's not, that wasn't happening, but uh, <laughs> I had too much Alabama blood in me. But uh, anyway, we um, came home one night and one day from um, basketball practice. And uh, we had a sit down, you know, dinner and. And they said they needed to talk to us. And I thought, oh, Lord, you know, we thought something may be wrong. Uh, and we could tell it was a serious conversation. And, and um, you know, my dad said, we're moving. Hmm. And I thought, oh, my Lord, we're moving again. Yeah. And I mean, well, what about baseball? What about, what you know, baseball season's fixing to start, whatever. And it was during baseball, by the way, I remember now. And he said, um, yeah, we're moving. I said, where to? Alabama. Well, I've. I'm 13. I'm thinking we're going back to midfield. I'm thinking I'm going back to Birmingham, and everything's going to be great. I'm going to go back to the same people that I knew, all the friends and and the uh, you know the surroundings. It'd be great. And he said, "No, we're going to Opelika, Alabama." And I said, "Opelika, Man, Alabama." That? And that's exactly what I said. I said, "Opelika." I don't know, even know where that is. And he never would say near Auburn. Okay, because he knew if I heard near Auburn, uh, you know, that wasn't our favorite school when you're an Alabama fan. Yeah. You know, Auburn's not your uh, go-to team. They're your second-best so, team. So you were born into Alabama as well, yes. football. Yeah, yeah. and so Opelika and Auburn is basically one town. So okay. on the way there, uh, we finally learned it's next to Auburn. And we said, okay. So now, I'm, you know, I'm having to do this again with my two brothers and it was uh as children it was rough for yeah. my father it was outstanding you know he he had got a really big office in Opelika with a lot of agents I look back on it and and I understand why we moved it's a good opportunity for the family oh yes Out, outstanding did you see your life kind of changing as this is happening as a kid oh no doubt about it no doubt about it the houses seem to get bigger yeah right <laughs> you know and a lot of the people that we've talked to you know they didn't grow up in the business so right. they you know they you know had great parents some of them had you know bounced around a little bit mm-hmm. but to not see the lifestyle that you can have with this company as a kid growing up so did did that I know we'll get into kind of your later on years here in, in a minute, but do you think like maybe you reflect back on those times of what this opportunity really did for you as a kid and then that's motivated you in uh, your later years? I'm not sure. You know, in the, definitely in the later years. Yeah. But, but when you're going through high school and, and you know, I just knew we were on solid ground. You didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. I just yeah. knew we were on solid ground and I was happy for whatever he was doing. And, and he promised us it was going to be his last move. So when we heard okay. that, I said, "Okay, we're good. We're going. We're going to be in Opelika." And so, whether you like it or not, yeah, whether you like you, it, or you not. get Alabama there for an Iron Bowl at least every now and then. Yeah, every other those year. Those in Birmingham at the time, though, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they did. And uh, but now it's every other year. But yeah. uh, so we stayed there, and uh, 
and everything to me in high school was was sports. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I was a terrible student. I hated school. Uh, I just didn't see a lot of use in school. Uh, I would at times make straight A's and F in conduct. Yeah, you know, I, I was the one. I just can't. I want to be around people. So um, talking and being around people is uh, that's me. Okay, that's you know everybody's different. And that's what makes the world go round. But I can I have to have people around me. You're not going to see me off in the corner watching TV by myself or something. Uh, I'm going to have friends around me, family around me, somebody. I'm going to find somebody to talk. Drives my wife crazy. Yeah. But growing up, that's the way I was in school. I mean, you know, I got an F. They laughed and gave me an F in conduct because I wouldn't shut up. (laughs) And uh, the teachers would just, Keith, just be quiet. You're talking. I'm just talking. Yeah, but you're bothering other students. You're social. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I was a social butterfly. Completely. Well, you know, again, you're moving into a career where you talk to people. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah. kind of came out in, in it school. Did. It did. So you played sports. Yeah. Would play, you play? I, I narrowed it down to I knew I had to focus on one, and um, I focused on baseball. Okay. So I went there and just played three years there at Opelika and um, signed a scholarship at Southern Union. Okay. And went and played college baseball. Okay. And um, same thing happened there. Uh, got, got to uh, – you know, my, my goal in life, you know, at that point, you're going to the Yankees. You know, I can't right. wait to get drafted. I'm going to the Yankees. That's every everybody's dreams, you know, and going to the major leagues. And uh, so playing college baseball was a lot of fun. We played a doubleheader on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I got six games in five days. Wow. And so I was in heaven. But um, quickly I found out a, a word that I really hadn't heard. It's called academically ineligible. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I had nobody that really uh, kind of like DCN or persistency here, right? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. So when I heard the word academically ineligible, uh, it kind of shook me up a little bit, and I heard that from our baseball coach that I needed to start going to class, or I would be academically ineligible. So I said, okay, what do I have to have? And this is sad to say, but what do I have to have to stay eligible? Give me the minimum. Give me yeah. yeah give me the bam. Yeah. Give me the BAM. Yeah. Yeah. Give me I want the yeah. BAM, okay? And he gave me you gotta have a you gotta have a, a two point You gotta have a two point to stay eligible. I said, fine. So guess what I had? That's what you got. I got a two point Okay. So and that's how that worked out. So are, you know, you're so you're going through college. Are you thinking about life after college is gonna be baseball? Are you thinking like, hey, I'm gonna join the family business or what I mean, what are you during are you the thinking? Yeah, during my freshman year at, at college, it didn't take very long. Uh, into my uh, freshman year to realize that this was a very difficult uh, game to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an above average player, um, but not above average my, to be drafted. And I saw that pretty quick because, you know, when you get on a field in high school, it's different. You're the star, you're the, you know, you're the guy, you, you know, but when you get in college, everywhere around you, there's great players. And um, so you had to fight for your position, things like yeah. that. I said, God, this is so. And then we'd play other teams. So I quickly knew that that, that goal was was um, going away. And, and uh, I just was going to play my years out and um, get my 2.0 yeah. and then worry about and it then. <laughs> figure out at the end what you're yeah, going to do. Exactly. So, yeah. But, yeah, when I, when I, when I got through um, – Playing ball, I, I would say got through uh, school, but I'll just say when I got through playing ball. Yeah, <laughs> school was the the side thing. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, you know, I got to do something. I went home, and um, I was dating uh, my uh, Sheila, my wife at okay. a, at the time, and she was actually working for Liberty National. Oh, really? Yeah, she went to work for Liberty National before I did. So uh, she's uh, was she working with Liberty, and then you started dating, or did she like go through this interview process? And you said, "Hey, that's where my dad works." And no, it was you know. no. We were uh, actually uh, high school sweethearts. Oh, okay. okay, we started dating in the tenth grade, eleventh oh, wow. grade, and um, we were at the supper table one night, and my dad interviewed her right there at the supper table. Said, so "What do you do?" Since so she graduated, she went to college at night. Yeah. And work for him during the day. Did you ask him why her and not you at mm-hmm. any point? No, I was going to play baseball. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't care what they did. Okay. I, I'm going to be a star. You know? <laughs> so anyway. This is the last thing you wanted to do. Right. So when I get moment. back, she's working, you know, she's working for him. And um, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I went to Kroger. 
Okay. And uh, went to Kroger in Auburn. And I thought, you know, grocery store, that'd be a pretty good start, you know. So I went into the grocery store, and I'll never forget it. I filled my application out, and I, I got through filling it out, and the guy looked at it, and he said, man, I'm telling you, we're we're pretty, you know, up here in the front. You know, that was back when you, you sacked your own. You had yeah. a guy, you sacked yeah. the, you the bagger. The grocery, the, the, yeah, I was going to be the, the bagger. cashier, you know, I mean, you're really yeah. actually, not just swipe, it's okay. handling So I started off yeah. as a bagger. Okay. And uh, that didn't last long. Paper or plastic? It right? was pa it was paper. Paper that didn't last long because I talked too much to the customers. <laughs> so uh, the cashier complained to the manager that I was talking too much really? to the <laughs> to the people that were coming through the line. That her line stayed backed up, and she was getting in trouble for not being not, quick enough. Yeah, she's too slow. Yeah, everybody's you know. Matt, but I was it's, having a little conversation with you about, it, you know, Alabama football or whatever, whatever whatever's you know, going I'm on. I'm carrying groceries to the car, yeah. you know, getting my tip, <laughs> coming back in and moving around. I just kind of made, I'm not going to sit in this one aisle. I'll, hey, man, you want to swap spots? You know, it looks better line over here. And this whole time, are you thinking like, I'm just going to do this and see where and it goes? I had or no you, idea, yeah, Mike. Just, I'm just winging it at this yeah, okay. point. Okay. And I guess the, I guess, and they got me out of there. And of course, then they said, can you buff floors? So I knew then I was pretty, you know, it was either about to fire me or I got to buff floors because I'm running my mouth too much. Figure the, the front. floors can't talk back. Right, right? You know, exactly. Talking to the Cheerios. And you do that early in the morning, by yeah. the way, real early in the morning. So uh, I said, but you get off early. I thought, hmm, okay. Yeah, I can buff floors. Yeah, I've never touched a buffer in my life. And um, so it took me a while. You know, I rammed rammed a few uh, shelves and <laughs> clean up on aisle three. Yeah, breaking bottles. Yeah, yeah, you know. And uh, so, anyway, it was it was getting time. I mean, I was twenty twenty years old when me and she, I knew that that pretty much that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with Sheila. And I knew uh, that massive Kroger check that I was receiving every week was not going to do it. Not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. So, uh, believe it or not, um, our right fielder in college, his dad worked at Liberty National. Okay. And he came from another high school. And um, I saw him at a uh, basketball game. And he said, I said, man, what you doing? I'm at Kroger, man. I hate it. He said, man, why ain't you working for Liberty National for your daddy? I said, I don't, I don't know. I, he said, man, I'm working for Liberty National. I'm making some money. You need to go talk to your daddy. And I said, I, th I think you got to be 21, 20. He said, no, you don't. You can be 20. They'll, they can start you at 20. And I said, okay, well, hmm. great. So I run home, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited now, okay, because he's told me how much money he made. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. That's what I was making in a month at Kroger. So I'm running home and um, at dinner uh, the next night. I said, okay, I'm fixing them. You know, I'm about to uh, break the ice here. And I said, Dad, I said, how about um, – how about you giving me a job up there at Liberty National? You know, I said, Jimmy, our our, our right fielder, he's already working for, for Liberty National. I, I was kind of throwing that in as a referral, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And uh, PR yourself in. Yeah, almost, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he looked up. He was taking a bite. He looked up and kept eating. I said, Dad, I had to beat myself. And uh, he said, well, I'll tell you what, we're, we're having dinner right now. He said, how about you call me Friday at 10 o'clock, and uh, we'll set up an interview. So I'm really confused. And so you're point. thinking your dad is just going to, okay, yeah, sounds great. Uh, he did Sheila that yeah. way. Yeah. I know. He hired Sheila on the spot right, right. there at the table. Just, you guys still talk about that? You, yes, know, you bring that up? Yes. Okay, you do. <laughs> the same table, okay? <laughs> but uh, I've got to wait till 10 o'clock. So what does it? What does it? What does a twenty-year-old do? Turns to his mama. Everything breaks up. We're done. We're eating. He goes downstairs reading the paper or whatever. And that's back when we had newspapers. And uh, I said, "Mom, what's up with this?" I mean, come on. Yeah. He could, he's not gonna hire me. Why? He, he would have done it right then. Jimmy's doing it. And then, and she said, "Son, you're gonna learn a lot about your daddy in these next few years. And when he says something, you do exactly what he says do." And you follow, don't question him. We're talking about employment. We're talking about maybe career. Yeah. So you follow the instructions and trust me. I said, okay, mom. Uh, you know, I was upset. Friday, 
sitting there, Mike. I couldn't. <laughs> I was just watching the clock. 9.30. Let's go. Tick tock. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't wait to 10 o'clock because I figured I was going to get the job on the phone. Oh, no. No. We set the interview for Monday. I called. I say, can I speak to, I want to say, can I speak to my dad? I said, no. She'll answer the phone. <laughs> Thank God. And I said, Sheila, I need to speak to my dad. And she goes, oh, he's gone. I said, do what? Yeah, he's gone for the day. This is at 10 o'clock. Yes, it's 10 o'clock, yeah. the time I was supposed to call. Yeah. And then Sheila starts laughing because she knows it, what's going to happen at 10 o'clock. I've already told her. Yeah. So anyway, she pulled one on me right off the bat. Get on the phone with my dad. He says, yeah. Oh, so he hadn't left. She was just messing with you. Messing okay. with me big gotcha. time. So he set me up an interview. And I went through the interview the next Monday. So the, the 10 a.m. wasn't even to like do the interview. It was just to have the conversation about scheduling the interview. He would not schedule the interview me wow. at the table. Okay. Yeah, at the table. So, and that's where it got started. Started from there. Our, our interview process was was kind of crazy. I try, you know, you're interviewing with your dad. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. But, but you're comfortable at yeah. the same time, you know. And, um so when I got through and he got through explaining the process of what we do, I will never forget that, you know, I, it, it's you, you forget things and there's some things you'll never forget, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget him just when I looked him in the eyes and I said, I said, so what you're telling me is I can work as long as I want to during a week. If I want to work 60 hours, 50 hours, and if I'm whatever, make, whatever the hours yeah. are. I can keep doing that, and you're going to pay me more money, and you're not going to cap me off at any. If I make over a thousand dollars or two, you're not going to cap me off. Nope, you can write as much as you want. I said, okay. I got one more question. I said, if I reach this goal that you're talking about, I'm going to get promoted if if I do everything properly. And he said, that's correct. And I said, and if I reach this next goal, uh, there's a possibility that I could be an AC owner or a district manager like you. He said, yeah, you're talking way up the ladder, but it's going to take you. Yeah, yeah, eventually, yes. And uh, I said, where do I sign? And I reached for a pen. Hmm. And uh, he slid the contract in front of me. So, So did you, I guess, really kind of your childhood – you lived a good life, and you probably figured that out. You guys were living above average, right, from most people, probably most of your friends that you played baseball with, yes, you sir. know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then as you're trying to figure yourself out, you're sitting in Kroger like, I can't keep buffing floors. It was the natural choice that we want to go to Liberty then. Like, you didn't go look other places. You just felt no. like, I know what that life looks like, so. But it sounds like you didn't know a whole lot about what you actually were going to do. I did not. But I you made not. the choice based on the lifestyle that you thought that you could have if you did this. Exactly. Exactly, and then learning about what it actually was sold uh-huh. you even more. Yeah, when I and, and, and when he gave me that, you know, that interview, and I could in the and the uh, freedom to do what I wanted to do and make the amount of money that I want to make, I had one thing in the back of my mind. This whole interview with Sheila. Now we can get married. Yeah. Okay. So that was my drive right there at that point. You know, I'm not even thinking. I'm thinking, okay, now we're going to be able to make a living where I can actually, you know, get married and have a family. Yeah. And so that was big for me in, at that point. That's good. Yeah, that's so. good. So you get started. Mm-hmm. Immediate, meteoric rise to success, like agent of the year. No. District manager of the year. I wish. No. Right up to that, you know, $7 million a year this year, right? <laughs> no. no. What was it like getting started? Well, it was tough because I was 20. I was young. Yeah. And um, I had a good manager, Harold Carter. I'll never forget him. I actually worked out of a satellite office, one of my dad's satellite offices okay. up in, in Valley, Alabama. And um, I found out later that he was the strictest, hardest-nosed uh, trainer that my agency director, unit manager that my father had, and that's why he sent me there. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it at the time. But just talking to some of the guys, man, you got Harold Carter as your manager? Ooh, he's tough. No, He said, man, I can't believe your dad put you on his team. He's mean. That's okay. Whatever. And uh, so, but now I know why he did that. He wanted me to be trained correctly where it would last. the structure. Yep. And so, uh, of course, we were collecting debits back then. And mm-hmm. we got in the car and uh, took off, and um, 
I just absolutely loved it. Again, now I can talk to people and it's good. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to get fired for talking. Yeah, right. I'm not going to make an F in conduct conduct for uh, talking too much. So now right. I can talk, Mike. Yeah, so it's, awesome. it's a dream come true, right? You know, <laughs> it you, you finally found it. Yeah, and I could talk and make money by doing it. Right. You know, we didn't have computers, we didn't have laptops, so we talked. So you're an agent for how many years? I was an agent for eight years. Okay. Yeah. And things are different back in, in oh, these yes. days oh, at yes. Liberty. It you, was not just this quick move into leadership and grow and develop and build. It was you had to really spend time. You could only get promoted if there was a position available. Right. You had to move sometimes. Right. And and my dad's office was so solid. You know, it, it's not it, like he's going to get you yeah, know, taken got, out. Of the year and and yeah. the, he's got like unit managers. He's probably got a six unit, eight, seven, eight unit managers at that time in both offices. And they ain't going, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, um, and there was one close to retirement, but I talked to Sheila one night and I said, you know, um, my agent career was going good. It was picking up every single year. I was learning, I was getting older, more mature and making convention mm -hmm. and um, getting my name out there and with Liberty National. And I said, Sheila, I just, I want to move, which kind of floored her. Yeah. And I and she said, what are you talking about? Move, you, you're talking about moving to another company? I said, no, I'm, I'm working with Liberty National, but I want to go to another office. And I'm going to talk to, uh, I'm going to talk to my dad about it tomorrow. And she said, why? I said, well, I felt like, honestly, Mike, that, I don't know if it was me or I don't know if it was the truth, but it just felt like everything that I did back then, I was always going to be John Mitchell's son. Always yeah. going to be John Mitchell's son. Oh, that's John Mitchell's son. Yeah. You know, that's that's John L's son. And it was like, oh, yeah, he, he's doing a good job, but that's John L's son. You know, and you need to get away from I that. did. You spread out. I did. Yeah. I, I, I really did. I, I felt like I had to make a name for myself. So uh, my dad totally understood and I think honestly, he was happy. He never said that, but I could tell yeah. that it that it impressed him. He said, "I, you know, I'll make some phone calls." So I moved to Ufall, Alabama, as an agency director. Okay. So, and uh, that was my first uh, big promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Moved the family and everything. It's about an hour away. To us, it was 10 hours that's away. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're there, and, uh, you know, then what's what's next in the career? Uh, next in the career is kids coming along. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We started having a family and uh, had two girls and a boy and uh, and just working late nights as an mm -hmm. AD as, you know, hard as I could because I – I knew then I could I could see the the agency director, you know that promotion that next yeah. promotion was the one I wanted. Of course, we got different steps now. Right, they prepare you a lot better than I would been prepared. So I just worked my tail off, and uh, I said if I can just prove myself right here in Newfall, Alabama, uh, I felt like that that the the president vice president would would give me an opportunity to have an office, and they did. And even in those times, though, I'm sure there's same as today. You have challenges. You're being told no. You've got rejection. Your agents that you're hiring aren't making it. In some cases, you know, oh, there's all those normal struggles, and and you're just you're pushing through that because I, you see it, the vision. I see the well. I had the I had blinders on. I knew that uh, from just the experience. I knew that from hearing from people talk, and especially people in that in the in the Opelika office, including my dad, with a lot of experience talking about the ups and the downs. And mm -hmm. you know, if you're prepared for the downs, you're going to be able to handle them. It's how you handle the failures. You know, everybody can handle success. You know, that's easy. Yeah. Smile and say, thank you. You know, it's, but it's how you handle the downs in the company when it, when your agents quit and you've got two open agencies and you got to collect two different routes. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, you're going to roll up your sleeves and, and go to work or you're going to quit. And I just chose to, I was not going to stop. And, um, I, I just, you know, my wife was happy. We were making good money. Kids were for great, and I just was not going to stop. And I fought through it and fought through some very tough times. And uh, I had to rebuild my team, and one quits. You know how you know yeah. things happen. Yeah. You know, the world happens. Yeah. 
And uh, so I just fought my way through it. It's not all roses just because your last name's Mitchell and your no, dad's I'm not the even there anymore. And, no, yeah, I'm right. In yeah, another office. Yeah, yeah. I'm in another. No, but I know. But not. It's it's not just because you have this other office, but that's who you are and your dad, and everything's gonna be taken care of, and mm-hmm. everything's good. No, you're out there on your own, building your own. Right. Your own. Yeah, deal. I'm making yeah. my name, and it was. Um, it was. It was. Um, I think it was more rewarding as well. When you walk into a new office mm-hmm. and not knowing a single person there, and uh, not being known as 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 John L. Son, yeah. Now I actually had a name. Yeah, it was right. Keith, yeah. It was Keith Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> this is Keith. Yeah, and so that was nice. That was nice. So when when did you? Um, I guess now you're you're continuing to move on in the career. What's the next step? Well, they uh, they offered me a. Um, an agency owner position, which would be a so branch manager. Branch manager or district manager. Yeah, so here, here comes the traveling, right? Yeah. So it's the same company, same type values. We're going to send you to Tennessee. I said, Tennessee, great. I go back to Chattanooga. Yeah. Here we go again, full circle. see all your old friends. I'm right? going back you full You're telling the kids the same story, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, you know yeah. Nope, you're going to Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Okay. Okay, I have to get a map out. I have no idea where Lawrenceburg, Tennessee is. And uh, the only thing I knew that Roger Rich was there. Okay. And Roger Rich was leaving and taking another agency. And I was going to replace Roger Rich. Okay. So I felt happy about that because I knew that operation had You knew it was going to be yes. done well yeah, when yeah. you got there. Right. Yeah. And um, it was funny. It was a smaller, it's a smaller uh, startup agency. Yeah. You know, it was small. Uh, my group that I left was actually bigger than the, agency owner, the agency office that I took. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, not that great of a income boost from what I was making, but the potential was there. Yeah. And um, so getting there, the first thing I had to do was just build, you know, just start recruiting and build and and get it as big as I could because, you know, the ultimate goal at that time was to get a big office back in, in Oak excuse me, back in Alabama. You wanted to get back. Yeah. So how long did it take you to build to to get that next opportunity? Eighteen months. <laughs> so you were you were motivated. Let's I was let's not get stop. out of here. No, yeah. I loved Lawrenceburg. It okay. was a beautiful city, but it wasn't uh it wasn't an Alabama office and that's where the money was. Okay. The bigger agencies, the bigger. Yeah, right, the bigger the, a, money, yeah. the AOs made. So I worked my tail off for 18 months up there. And um, it was a, it's a great city, great place. to. Our kids enjoyed it and um, had a nice little Amish community there. Okay. And that was the first time we'd ever uh, experienced that. That, yeah. was, that was quite the experience, by the way. So it's almost like you were sent up there. Is this a proving grounds here? You're, you're an agency owner. A branch manager, it's the first time, but go up there, prove that you can do this, and then we'll put you in the big leagues. It really, you look at it, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, it was the minor leagues of, of, of an agency owner. And if you can make it work, it's a great point, Mike. If you can make it work there, and in my situation, I got there, and we were probably in the top, Lawrenceburg was probably in the top 25. Okay. Yeah, Roger probably tell you he's number one at that yeah, time, but he right. was, we were probably in the top 25. So I had to move it from top. I, I wasn't at the bottom. So I took a good office. So um, when I left there, we had moved to 10. So I, you know, I got it up 10 spots in 18 yeah. months. Yeah. And um, and I got a call again. And it was time to move again. But this time it was for, for good. Yeah. And it was back to Alabama. And I said, good, we're probably going back to Opelika. No, no. no. <laughs> Wrong again. Uh, so the company's moved you from your whole life here is, oh, you're going to this place now, and yeah, you're going to go to that place. That's right. And, yeah. you know, from a kid to and an adult. And I never can guess where I'm going. Yeah. I missed every one of them, you know. I think I'm going back to Opelika. And, um, bro, so where is it now? Jackson, Alabama. Jackson, Alabama. Yeah. Okay. I had an aunt there. Okay. I had an aunt there. My dad's sister lived there. But, okay. my, but Mike, that's it, man. I had to get on the map again. Nobody else. I have no idea where it's at. I knew it wasn't over in East Alabama where for Opelika in that area was. So they sent me to West Alabama. Okay. And uh, to Jackson, Alabama. And that's where I started. I really started. At a, started at building a, the agency, and that's the territory that you're in now. Yes, yeah. I have that territory. Now. When did that happen? This is about when? That was 99. Okay. So 99. So, you know, we start talking to like just historically from the company, um, you know, in this time now you're, you're building your agency and I want to get to the point where you've, you really blow up, like your agency just takes off, but mm-hmm. let's, let's 
work our way to that point, right? Okay. Um, so through kind of the early, mid-2000s, mm-hmm. basically that whole decade, right, from right. 99 to 2010, mm-hmm. things were a little different at Liberty. Yeah, they were. Right. You know, we weren't running real smooth. Is yeah. That what you're trying to say. Good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a little bumpy. I don't know who's listening, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a little bumpy. It was a little bumpy. Um, the culture, maybe not quite growth centric. You know, I mean, you can talk to that a little bit, but, you know, what was it like for you here? You finally kind of achieved your dream, which is having your office as an agency owner mm-hmm. in Alabama. And then the leadership over you is, I don't want to say not giving you what you need, but it's just not, you know, it's just not. I didn't see, I didn't see, um, I won't say bad leadership, but I will say the direction we were going and the, and the parts and systems that we had in place didn't seem to me. Mm-hmm. And in the numbers, you know, the facts are in the numbers. Yeah. That it wasn't a growth contract. It was the company wasn't growing. No, we were not growing. We, the company was, was declining in yeah, in force sure. premium and some yeah. of the things that we measure. So. And there's and then there's a lot of buzz out there. You know, you hear the 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 acquisition word and yeah, yeah you know, things like that. We're gonna get bought out and and it was it was a rough time. Yeah. And uh, and I was um, you know, swimming, keeping ahead above the water and and, and just you know, probably writing twenty thousand, twenty five thousand dollars a week, and which was pretty good. You know, I guess back then it was, it was, it was okay. It wasn't the best, mm-hmm. but um, I was mainly worksite then. You know, completely worksite, and uh, and then things changed. Things changed, but let's let's still talk about that time. So you're okay. You know, it, when you have someone in leadership over you, yeah, that is doing things maybe in a direction that you don't feel aligned with how you want to do things, if that makes sense, or is creating an environment that isn't necessarily incentivizing you to want to like raise your head and grow. Yeah. What was that like for you in those times? Because I I, I can imagine, and I've heard that there's, you know, there's some people that they left the company. Yeah. It was, it was, it was challenging and they couldn't see through it. So what was that like for you, and how did you s- stick around? I would say, honestly, um, my dad had already retired then. Okay. And I think um, I probably fell back on him, Mike, during those times more than I ever did when I was working for him and until I got to that position. When he retired, I leaned on my dad a lot. Yeah. And uh, when I took my that, that job in Jackson and – through the tough times, you know, I was always calling for advice. And one of the things he always said, he said, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You, you, you can't see it, but it's going to get better. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. (laughs) But see, it's like it's going the other way. Yeah. But the phone hung, hung up. So I I couldn't say, argue back with him. So I went back to work. Okay. So I guess, and if I would not have had him to lean on, I'm not sure we would be sitting in this wow. chair right now. So the support system was really important yeah, it was. in that time. Yeah, him working for the company, giving me an opportunity was one thing. But being able to fall back some 15 years later and really using him for advice and, and knowledge. So you, you maybe at some point you're kind of questioning, like, is this right for me? Is yeah. this going to—can I continue doing this? Can I— Yeah. Do I need to go find something else? I ask him every one of the questions you just said. Okay. And it was always the same answer. It's going to get better. You need to do one thing is go to work. Put your head down. Go to work. Go to work. Keep your blinders on. Go to work. You know what to do. Recruit people. Train people. Develop people. Go to work. And uh, it's going to get better. Yeah. Even though I couldn't see it. Yeah. And uh, I look back on it now. And um, those are the best words that he had ever advice he had ever gave me. So towards the end of, I guess, what, 2010, mm-hmm. um, things had changed at Liberty National, and um, there was a, a leadership change. That's where Roger Smith, Steve DeCharo, um, who we'll hear from on this podcast as well, right. um, came in, and it was like, okay, we're going to pretty much 
the way that you've been doing this for like the last 110 years, we're going to totally change it. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it differently for all the reasons, like what you said, the company wasn't growing. There right. was there was thoughts of, does, do they sell the company? It's not profitable. It's not sustainable. Right. What do we do? And the decision was made, we're going to rebuild it. So when you're sitting in this room and you're hearing this, are you just like, okay, let's go, sign me up? Or are you no. thinking, I don't know, who are these guys? And I don't now I don't even know if I'm doing this at all. I was the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was, well, I knew one thing, we had to change. Yeah. I knew that part. Um, Roger Smith came in, I, and I'll never, everybody's going to remember that meeting that was in there that day, and and Steve, and and we listened, but the whole time we're skeptical, you know, here go, we don't know what we're going to do, yeah. but in the back of my mind, I'm a little bit excited because, Mike, I felt like uh, it's got to get better, or I, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. I'm going to have to. It's follow. only one way up. Yeah. One way now. It's yeah. Up. It's up. And so I was kind of excited. But, you know, I had a little reservation about, you know, what we were about to do. What are they going to change? They're going to cut my pay. What are we going to mm-hmm. do? You know, things like that. And um, and that was, you know, the best meeting ever. But as far as right off the bat, when, when you got back and, and really seen the systems that Roger laid down and, and Steve, you know, took took over and, and – got us on the right systems in recruiting and gave us an avenue to grow. Yeah. you It's like a the tunnel. It was just like going through a dark tunnel. All of a sudden the lights. And then you can see this light down here, and it was Roger Smith when he stood up and then started talking to us in that microphone. The light came on. So you buy in. Oh, I bought in. And it's still not easy. No. Right? No. You know, and, and, and that's I, – I think a lot of times, too, sometimes people – they think like, okay, I'm waiting for this moment, right? I'm waiting for this, you know, this thing or person to come and mm-hmm. take me out of the situation I'm in. Right. You know, I need that rock to be there or that guiding light, like you said, the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You're still in the tunnel. Right. You still got to take those steps forward. There's still things that you can't see oh, that yes. you're running into mm-hmm. and you're still questioning, you know, is this... Right. What do I do? So... Yeah. Well, you know, when you're in that tunnel, like, like you're talking about, I'm, I was still there. Yeah. But I all of a sudden realized quickly that we could... Uh, this was now something that I totally enjoyed the most, of, you know, in my career is developing people, you know, helping people and talking to people mm-hmm. and seeing what you can get. And that was not the direction we were in, but this is now a new direction that just went right up my alley. So before it's like, keep your head down. Don't, yeah, don't, 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 yeah. Do not bring any attention to yourself. Hide. Stay under the radar. Hide. Hide. Okay. And now it's grow and develop. That's it. That's it. And and that con- the contract we have right now is second to none. And you you started off by talking about promotions. Right. And there's nothing that makes me, you know, more exciting to see people reach their potential. Somebody gave me a chance, and I feel like that that I deserve to give that back. Yeah. And it's all about giving back and seeing people grow and their families grow. And, you know, start off, you know, I look at myself, these young guys that are working for me. I go, I remember when I was your age. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I started when they'll say, I'm only 20 years old. I said, well. I was 20. Yeah. Do what? I said, yeah, I started 40 years ago. Well, and you know, it's, it's funny you say that. That's kind of the whole idea behind this podcast as well as let's, let's have that conversation about what life was like when you were 20, you know, but you know, so in this moment, you're, um, growing into the company and, and I, I want to, I want to kind of frame this as well for people that don't know, even in, even relatively recent history. And I don't want you to take this anyway other than no, I, you know the way it is yeah you were kind of like a middle of the road agency owner like in in ranking you know you said you brought you know you you had grown yeah. Tennessee you take your office right. in in Alabama and you know you're you're doing well but you're not the leader in the clubhouse every year you know you're kind of that middle no. so what changed because now it's you are the in the individual market you're the best agency owner in the company, you've you've created the most growth. You're you know you're top three every year. You've won agency owner of the year, um, and you know you've you've done all these great things. So, what changed? Oh, there's no question. Um, Roger, Steve, yourself gave us vision and to develop people 
and to grow them and and to not limit the size of your agency concentrate on growing your agency to to uh places you never thought you could go and not be penalized by that yeah um that that changed the most and i and i made a decision you know I, you know i could have took i could have took this contract and and wrote it out and Pay, maybe made it to 65 and retired, and, and I don't think anybody would have said something because I, I probably could have wrote 50,000, you know, 40, 50,000 and cruised on out, you know. But I yeah. just, I just, I just, uh, the contract was so great. The company meant so much to me. Uh, I've, I've, I was born here. Yeah. And, and I want to, you know, I want to leave a legacy behind. And I find out that when you start developing people and you start caring and doing for other people, your rewards and accolades will come from that. And don't worry so much about what I do. Worry about the what, what my people do. It's giving it away. It that is. really got you to where it is. you are now. It is. Yeah, that's great. Well, and you can see it in your work. And we talked about the promotions and mm-hmm. the, in the development of the other people. Um, you kind of said this a little bit here a moment ago, but I want to talk about you know, maybe your philosophy as you're doing that, as you're giving it away, you've got a lot of youth in your agency. I do. Right. We were joking around the other day, you're, you're Wade Phillips, right? You know, you're the, <laughs> you know, you're the guy that this all the young kids, they just love you. And, you know, like you just, you you draw them in and they'll run through walls for you. And, they and, will. you know, you've got such a great group of people um, in your agency and in other agencies now that you've promoted. So, you know, is that part of you just seeing, in those 20-year-olds, when they come in, you see you shining floors at Kroger? Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, you, you you asked that question, and I've never looked at it like that. But, uh, you know, it is it is strange when you're sitting there going, God, I was weird. Uh, you know, you're able to tell that story. Yeah. And 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 the and nowadays these twenty twenty one year olds come out with whatever type of degree they're in and it's rough out there and you know the the economy where they want to work and and they come in and go through our our interview process and and we're immediately showing them Mike the the opportunity to grow yeah and um and these young guys they want to hear it and uh, ladies they they want to hear it. And um, if you mean if kind of like I was, you mean if I do this, you're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I've seen times with our company where compensation and obviously you working for money. Okay, let's don't let's don't get confused here. Right. But uh, promotions now are very important to people. And I can say when I was with Liberty National in our earlier time, they was just happy to get you checked. We wasn't worried about being promoted. But now it is important. Recognition, being promotion, in leadership, yeah, being in leadership, and and having somebody behind them, I got to be their backbone, and I, they got to know that I love them and care about them, and I care about their future, and 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 when you got that, you can just create a culture with personal recruits. That's big in my office. Yeah, bringing in personal recruits, people say, "Well, how's your cult? Your your, your office is crazy." People come in there and said, I can't believe how wild, how much fun y'all have in your office. And I said, well, it's created culture from from uh, PRs. Mm-hmm. You know, half of these people are brothers and sisters or our cousins. I said, they know each other. Right. And uh, they're best friends. They're schoolmates. And um, what a better way to, to build a culture than bring people in that you already have a lifetime resume on. And that's what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, again, it's just amazing to see the success that you have and, you know, what you're, what you're doing for the lives of other people. And I think you hit that really where that's, it's giving it back. It's giving it back. Giving it back Mm -hmm. and, and taking care of Mm -hmm. that 20 year old that you can relate to. Yeah, because I mean, when you get that that AO role, and when I when I was the AO in Lawrenceburg, you know, I was I was the man, you know, I was a, yeah. I'm AO now, I'm AO now, and yeah, we did okay. Are you thinking about taking the next person agency owner in those days? I mean, probably not. It's like yeah, just yeah, yeah. Stay where I am. Yeah, and, then, and you're thinking you're the man, and you don't, you know, you all of a sudden I realize it's not about that. It's not about me. Yeah. It's not about how anything that I do. I don't care about any of these. I love the awards, love the recognition, you know, happy but not satisfied. And and but I'd rather see people grow under me 
and 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 you call and say we need somebody in the home office as a trainer. Yeah. And I look at the individual market over here in our training departments. Everybody in my office that came out of my yeah. office. That how's makes that, how's that make you feel? That makes me feel outstanding. Yeah. And uh, when a, when a when a corporate trainer calls and they say, Hey Keith, I'm coming to your office. I start laughing. Coming <laughs> I say, home. Come on home. <laughs> Stay a week. So yeah, that's awesome feeling. It really is. Well, it's it's a great story. Um, you've you've done a fantastic job in your career, and uh, I appreciate you sharing it with everybody here. Um, I appreciate it to uh, you know just get some insight in, into you and who you are. So, um, you know, Keith, as as you may know now, you've been kind of hanging out here watching us film a couple of these other podcasts, you know, um, <laughs> and and you've heard now the first ones come out. So yeah, um, and you you've seen a couple of the episodes. So. Um, Part of the tradition is the bobblehead. Yes. Right? So right. Um, we, we give you a bobblehead. I, uh, so I know you played baseball. I know, and I'm a little scared of the word. Well, okay. I, I, well, I just joke your yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, not at all. No, I think okay. you're going to be very pleased with the bobblehead. But, okay. you know, when, when you're playing baseball, you know, there's a time where you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go play for the Yankees. I'm going right. to go for Liberty National. That's right. So was that ever a dream? Like, there's going to be, the, you know, at the Atlanta Brave Stadium, <laughs> Keith Mitchell bobblehead night? Is no, that? no, I wish it was, but yeah. no, I didn't even get that far. Okay. But that would be an honor yeah. to, to have a, a stay. A whole stadium full of Keith Mitchell bobbleheads, and I'm out there playing second base. Yeah, but, right. But no, never thought about okay. a bobblehead. Well, well, I was going to say we brought one of those childhood dreams to life here, but oh, um, otherwise. But here is your uh, official, okay, Level Up Lifestyle podcast, <laughs> Keith Mitchell bobblehead. All right, right here. I got to pick you up by the head. So sorry. okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You get. It. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. You got the hair right. We got the hair yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and I've seen you wear that suit a few times, right? Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. That's that brown. Yeah. yeah. I wish I'd have had that with, on today. With the, yeah. With the, that would have been, that would have been, I should have had you wear that. You know, that yeah. would have been funny. Yeah. But, you tell me to go uh, khaki, but right. wow, that's awesome. So, so yeah, there, there you that. are. So if, if this bobblehead could travel in time. Okay. And uh, the Keith Mitchell bobblehead shows up to talk to that 20-year-old kid trying to figure out, where am I going to go? What am I going to do with my life? I need to find a way to, to, you know, to make this work, have a family, build a career. Mm -hmm. What is that bobblehead going to tell 20-year-old Keith Mitchell? Well... First of all, it's going to tell me to get to Liberty National a lot faster. Okay. It's skip yeah. Kroger. Yeah. Okay. Put put the buffer down now. Stop put the talking buffer to down now. Yeah. And it also tell me, it would tell me at an earlier age now, I could come back and say, you know, Keith, what you need to do is go to Liberty National Globe Life as fast as you can. Yeah. And make sure you help people along the way. It's, it's very, um, it's good to be important. Uh, but it's very important to uh, to be nice to people. Yeah, it's nice to be important, but it's you know it's it's very very um, important to be nice and give this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. So I appreciate that. Yeah, well, it, you know, Keith, we appreciate you being here. All right, thank sharing you. your story, and uh, it was great to talk to you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All thank right. y'all. Okay, thank you. All righty. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this episode has inspired you on your path to success. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next story. See you soon on the Level Up Lifestyle Podcast.